0: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Buck, and obviously, that is not Dex. He's a much handsomer man, and uh, <laughs> uh, joining me tonight is Chris Burnett from the Tendrick Minimum Podcast, and he's actually going to be sitting in in Dex's place because apparently Dex has uh, the swine flu or something. He doesn't have the rona, um, <laughs> but he's got something going on with his voice. His uh, He said he's he, he thinks he has strep throat.
1: Oh dang, man! Hey, I'm I'm honored and happy to be here, man.
0: Yeah, no, we're 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 glad to have you, man. You're you're a staple of Albuquerque and podcasting, and and like I told you before, man, we we couldn't have gotten this thing off the ground if it wasn't for you. So thank you very much for volunteering your time. Hey, I'm happy to help. <clears throat> yeah. So today on the show, what I wanted to do is I wanted to open this up, and I've never done this before, and I don't know if you've ever done this before, <clears throat> but what I wanted to do is I posted a link. Uh, on all of our social sites, and I actually put a link to the podcast here, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to be bringing people in to talk about uh, the protests that are happening around the country, specifically in Albuquerque because of of the whole George Floyd situation, and, um, you know, before we bring people on and start talking to them, and if you guys want, by the way, if you just go to, um, you can go to the Buck Index uh, podcast Facebook page or Instagram or my personal story or whatever. And we actually have the link in there for you guys. And you can actually, um, you can hop in and and what it'll do is it'll put you in a waiting room. It's basically, you're going to be in the green room uh, until we bring you on and then we'll talk to you. But the ground rules, I'm just going to set them right now. We're not going to have any hate speech. We're not going to have any bullshit like that. Uh, If you try to do it, we're just going to bounce you and you'll never uh, be able to come on the show again. So, um, but before we hop into all that, Chris, I want to talk to you because you live in downtown Albuquerque, and when I say downtown Albuquerque, I mean you live in the downtown.
1: downtown. Yeah. I'm here yeah. right. Now. I'm here right now, and, and uh, like you were telling me earlier, that uh, like right before we went on the air, you were like, "Yeah, there's a dumpster on fire already behind uh, Firestone." Um, I was actually. Uh, I had to kind of. I, I actually fled last night and stayed at a friend's house because of uh, the. You know, I could tell it was starting to escalate. I went. I went and checked it out for a little while. I filmed some of it. And it, it was it was pretty interesting. Like when I first whenever I first heard they were coming back downtown from uh, Nob Hill University area, mm-hmm. I was like, OK. And then I started seeing um, uh, Facebook posts because I was doing a show last night. I couldn't go down to the uh, the uh, vigil. And as I, I could, I, I was like, well, if they're coming back down, I kind of want to go see what's going on because I'm like two blocks off of central yeah downtown and uh not to get give, give my specific location up but uh i walked over there and it was like it was like um the sunday nights used to be on central where it was just you know people cruising there yeah. were cars there were cars as far as i could see as far as i could see like uh i was i was actually uh messaging with a friend of mine who was in Nob knob hill at the time. And she said that she's like right there, uh, off of central on knob Hill. And she said it was exactly the same. So as far as I know, there were cars all the way, this was around like 11 o'clock all the way, uh, from the roundabout, uh, by the Ray liquor all the way up to knob Hill, as far as I know. And there was wow. no, m- barely any movement. Uh, there were, um, people on, uh, motorcycles like circling around and doing donuts in the intersection, uh people riding four wheelers up and down the street very little um foot traffic yeah and so then i i I do like a 10 minute walk around and film a little and then i get back to my house and i decide i'm gonna go to bed and i could just hear it getting louder and louder and at that point like my friends were like you should probably uh get out of there so i get out of there and. Someone I know who works for KUNM, she was in the thick of it filming it all. And and I mean, this was like within 20 minutes of me like leaving, I start watching the feed and there's chair a stack of chairs on fire uh on third and central right in the intersection. Um <coughs> I couldn't tell if they if they got them out of uh the filling fillies right there, but uh you could see where like you know, people had started busting out windows and uh and, and there were, you know, chairs run fire. And uh, when, when I say I left downtown, I went like four blocks away and you could hear nonstop helicopters. You could hear the cars honking and you could taste the tear gas. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't, I didn't know they were using that
0: stuff yet. So uh, yeah, I was actually up until about two o'clock in the morning watching all of this stuff on, on Facebook live yeah. and uh, I went down this morning to check on on our stuff down there because as everybody knows I'm I'm one of the partners in that corner down at 7th and Central and we were actually really fortunate that nothing really got busted up it was just a lot of uh, a lot of vandalism in the sense of uh, graffiti so they graffitied the shit out of us and uh but it seems like a majority of the damage was from the beginning uh, the end of uh the end of sixth to fifth and then going all the way down to like second street is where they seem to be really yeah. uh, focusing.
1: Well, the, uh, the, the friend of mine who works for uh, KUm and M, she, she was out there right in the thick and she got right up to the, to the police line and yeah. they shot off something. She didn't know like, uh, and this is uh, from her perspective. I'm sitting there listening to it and she's like, they just shot something right by my head and it took a chunk out of the pole. Um, and I don't know if that was from the police or from the the protesters, and you could see the police firing um, um, tear gas, and they just kept marching towards them and like moving them back and moving them back. And yeah. uh, I guess what they did is the police came from um, you know like like you said like right around where you guys are at like Sixth and Central. A whole line came from that direction, and then another line was on the other side at First and Central. So they kind of were sandwiching them in. And then everybody dispersed in either direction. I mean, there was an actual, like, I have a picture of it. I took a screenshot of it, of, you know, a dumpster fire, just like someone pushing a, a flaming dumpster down the street. And it was just like, wow. Nuts. Yeah. Absolutely nuts. Yeah. And, you know, it's. Yeah. It, and, and don't get me wrong. I, I Oh, go ahead, please. I, the graffiti was, you know, the, like the amount of like graffiti. But, you know, I think I think what you're about to say is like, you know, or go ahead. You you say what, you know.
0: Well, I was just going to say, man, it's like I'm all about like I'm all about I don't want to say civil unrest, but I'm all about the right to speak your mind and have a voice and have an opinion about everything that happens in the world, because as free thinking individuals and analytical creatures, we're supposed to do that. We're supposed to question things and we're supposed to take a stand for things when there is injustice in the world. But. All of this horse shit that was happening last night, I mean, you know, it started out properly, and mm-hmm. then it turned to shit after everybody, you know, the people that wanted to have a peaceful protest, they came out, they spoke their mind, they said what they had to say, they did what they wanted to do. And then you have the knuckleheads that come out after that, and, mm-hmm. you know, just start, they start fucking things up for no reason. Well, and, and under the guise of,
1: oh, we're doing this for George Floyd, you know, it's right. like, okay, come on, that's bullshit. Well, what it looked like to me, like when I went out and I was walking around, um, that's what it was, was people who were there. Like it was the finishing, like, like I said, there was no one walking around. Like it was not, you know, thousands of people walking around. There was like just cars and people riding motorcycles and people were honking. There were some people like doing burnouts and and that's what it was. So then when I was watching later, And there was, you know, like a pile of chairs on fire and all the windows were busted out on all the businesses between like 4th and, you know, 1st Street. Those people doing that did not look like the same people that I saw earlier on in the evening. And I have a couple of friends who were down there, like who live down in like apartments that are on the second and third floors. And they were saying that a lot of the people who were smashing up the windows and whatnot were just, you know, young kid thugs that were just opportunistic and wanted to just destroy and uh we listened to the police scanner i mean i was on i listened to the police scanner until about four in the morning i mean because you know i was worried i was going to come home and you know my house was burned to the ground and um there was some really disturbing you know uh like you don't know like listening to a police scanner you get a lot of different you know uh ideas because they're just kind of like you know throwing out you know you know there's a report of this and a report of that but at one point there was a report that a guy had a shotgun and had a belt with, with, uh, uh, shells on it. And for me, I mean, I don't know what kind of protesting that is. I was like, and then, there was uh, reports of like men, like a group of people in all black and they had duffel bags and none of that sounded, you know, like protesting to me.
0: Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's open this up and see how this is going to go. Like I said, I've never done this before. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I, you know, people were actually waiting in the lobby when you and I first came on. So let's bring somebody on and, and, uh, and mm-hmm. see what we got here. So, cat's on here, and her microphone's muted. I'm not sure if I have to. Hi, I mean, cat. You can't unmute your guest because there's. There we go. There she is. Hi, cat. What do you got to say?
2: Oh, I just wanted to hear what y'all were talking about. <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fun. Um,
2: I think that, of course, you have legitimate right to protest and to have a cause, but. The people that come out later are just looking for anarchy and mayhem, and and our our country and our town is already suffering enough without inflicting more pain into those small businesses that are are trying to do whatever they can to open up, make a living, be successful. Just yeah. I, I I can't even imagine some of these people are not able to make any income, and they're just getting back on their feet, and this just sets it back. So um, I guess, yeah, if I had an opinion, that would be it. but All I just right. want to hear what y'all have to say.
1: <laughs> All right, thanks, Kat. Um I did hear so the the silver market grocery store down there, at one point, they had shattered the 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 wind, the glass. and I mean, I'm, I don't know this for a fact, but I did hear that people were going to try to go in and get stuff out of it and uh, other people block them and refuse to let them in. Other people that were down there protesting. Correct.
0: Yeah. Good. That's Good. what I did. they should. They should. All right. Let's bring Anthony on uh, Anthony. We have uh, your microphone is muted. So you have to unmute your microphone if you want to say anything. And if you guys are watching um, and you would like to chime in and say something, there is the um,
1: the link, yeah.
0: There is the link right there, so you guys can click on that. Um, Anthony, are you gonna join us? You're gonna unmute that mic, you're gonna sit there in, in blackness and, and, and quiet. All right, so we will remove Anthony.
1: He is right. wasn't paying attention.
0: He wasn't paying attention. Wasn't paying attention. So I kind of like this. It's like uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's kinda like Back in the radio days when you can actually take phone calls, you know, we can actually just take, take something else. So, um, uh, it's the new way. Yeah. My buddy, Joe Burisak posted, I actually went to high school with this guy. Whenever there's a protest, criminal opportunities are sure to mingle in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I think is happening. You know, do you think that it's going to happen again tonight?
1: Yeah. Do you? Sure. I I don't. Okay. I don't think the actual protesting is going to happen tonight. I think people are going to try to take advantage of the situation again. And try to guise that as protesting, um you know a human being died, and across the you know the United States, people are trying to raise their voice to show that this is not right, and then you know then there's the, you know the individual and and that's and that's the message but the you have these individuals that are you know uh I'm going to use this so I can you know smash all the windows out of the chemo why i don't you know I don't know, but or you know to get in and loot a place you know. <clears throat> When, when yeah, it, I, I guess they, bu-
0: I, I guess they busted in and looted Jimmy John's of all their mayonnaise packs, and you know, I mean, I saw, and the ke-
1: people throwing chips into the street. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. the chemo was what upset me, man. That yeah. that thing was like, uh, you yeah. know, that 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 was kind of a kick in the
1: nuts because uh, because I mean, that's a historic place. I mean, well, they built that place in the '30s. Someone tried to stop it. There was a guy who was filming. He was doing a feed, like literally. He drove around for like a couple hours. Uh, that's how I actually knew that your liquor store was fine. Cause I saw it and he drove up to the chemo and he got out of his car and he started yelling at him. He's like, st- you know, don't do that. And, and he was like trying to tell him, he's like, go do the, go smash up the courthouse. But anyway, they, they stopped what they were doing and they started like throwing things at him. You yeah. Know, I was watching it. It was crazy. Hmm.
0: Uh, K dog. I don't know if you can hear us or not, but you're in the, you're live on the studio or live in the studio with us. So I don't know if you want to un- unmute yourself. You guys, if you're coming on here, you need to at, at a bare minimum unmute your microphone. You don't have to have video on, but you at a bare minimum need to unmute your microphone so we can actually talk to you. K dog, you got something you want to say? Nope. <laughs> Guess <laughs> not. <Dude. clears throat> Guess not. So, um, <clears throat> so have you been following what's happening around the country as far as like all yeah. of these, um, all of the protests that are happening just around the United States?
1: Absolutely. My, my, uh, old host Billy Belmont, uh, him and his uh his partner they were they were down there in dc actually protesting in dc they went down and you know held up signs and did what you, you yeah. know which is yes. supposed to
0: so apparently there were uh, and this is according to cnn i'm just reading directly off of cnn.com but uh the story is chaos erupts in dc as trump threatens military crackdown Peaceful protesters near the White House gassed,
1: shot with rubber bullets as Trump leaves for church photo op. Oof. Well, from what I understand, that they put him in a bunker, right? They had like, yeah, they did. That's what I read.
3: <laughs> yeah, they did.
1: Davo, you're on with us. What do you got to say, man?
3: Hey, what's going on, fellas?
1: How are you, brother? How's it going? Uh,
3: I can't complain, man. You know. Yeah. So so anyway, yeah, I totally understand the protests. What happened to that poor dude was definitely awful, but I think. Ninety percent of this crap that's going on right now is definitely a crime of opportunity.
0: I could not agree with you more yeah. it's
3: it's it's just garbage, you know what I mean I mean, yeah, like i I texted in earlier that the stuff last week up on Wyoming and Central, like I said, shitty area. My shop's right on central Louisiana, but the way it started off totally peaceful. Yeah, these people were blocking the roads and whatnot, but they were doing their thing. And then what happened two hours later? Migrated down to central Louisiana. People started shooting, hitting cop cars. And I just see all this looting crap. And, you know, it, it's nothing more than a crime of opportunity. People don't. 90% of the people, I guarantee, do not have passion for what's going on. They're just doing it to do it.
1: Yeah. All right, man. Thanks, bro. Appreciate yeah. your time. Thanks, bro. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, there's a lot of, there was a lot of speculation that there was like, you know, people shooting uh, on situ. One thing I did see, I, didn't, I never saw anyone shooting. I did see people driving in cars and they would drop out like a concussion firework, you know, like a mortar round without, Oh a, yeah. And, and, and it would explode like right there in the middle of the street. I was right next to one. They blew it up and it, you know, scared the shit out of me. I was like, Whoa. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it sounded like that last night. I think I was actually watching your friends live stream from uh k u n m Yeah. And, and I thought I heard one of those. It was either that or a shotgun blast. It had yeah. to be.
1: I I, I want to think more because like there was a like this these guys in the car and they would just you know drop it out the window and just keep driving. And uh, I mean, is is that better than a, a gun? I mean, in some aspects, but I mean, still dangerous, you know. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, no, you could totally take a hand off that. Cat's uh, back in here. I don't know if she's got something to say. Let me bring you back in. Cat, did you have something else you wanted to say?
2: No, I thought that. Sorry, my bad. You said K Dog. <laughs> I was like, this is happening to
0: me. No, no.
2: Okay. I just didn't want to get bumped off again.
0: Look you are up. not K Dog. Thank you. Thank right. you okay. though. See ya. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Funny. Uh yeah. So yeah. So um, but this is happening all around the country, man. I yeah. mean, you know, um, i obviously i mean california is is pretty insane right now i mean i i talked to a friend of mine who works in the record industry out there and and he lives in uh i don't know where he lives he lives in the hills somewhere on hollywood hills mm-hmm. but um he uh he was saying that santa monica just got absolutely trashed i wow. mean you know like the pier down there and and uh in that area down there, and I guess there were a couple other little, like sleepy little beach towns down there. They're just really small. That got um, that got just absolutely, you know, uh, annihilated from from uh from people just you know busting shit up for no reason.
1: Well, and did you see like the footage of the guy? Um, I want to. Where was the set? Where he he had a hammer and he just started smashing up the sidewalk to make rocks, and the protesters grabbed him. And handed him to the police. Took the hammer away from him and handed him to the police. I saw that. Oh, wow. Good for them. I didn't didn't recall where it was at, but I saw that. And then there was the guy that got out of his car with a bow and arrow. Did you see any of that? No, I didn't see that one. trying to shoot him. Where was was he at? That was in Salt Lake City. He had a bow and arrow, and he was trying to shoot people with it. And, man, they crowded him, and they took it away, and they they let him have it. Wow. (laughs) It was not – it didn't look good. But, you know –
0: You know, I mean, with everything that's happening in the country right now, this is, I I mean, I'm obviously not trying to diminish what happened to this man. I mean, obviously those cops that did this, Mm -hmm. they they basically murdered that guy. You know, I mean, that's, that's really, really what happened. I mean, you don't sit on somebody's neck for, for that long and, and expect bad things not to happen, you know? I mean, especially like trained police officers, um, but, uh. You know, I'm not trying to diminish. Like I said, not trying to diminish well, anything that happened to that guy. But I mean, you know, in the midst of everything that we're in right now, I mean, we've got this pandemic that's happening around the world, and now we have we have this thing that's happening. You know, that, that everybody's protesting about George Floyd, which is great. Yeah. Okay, you should. You know, but uh, if you guys are going to go out there, you need to you need to go out and do it properly. You know, it's okay to have your voice heard. It's okay to protest, but it's not okay to become an asshole and and start busting up historical. Historical buildings and you know, fucking painting. You know, fuck twelve everywhere. And what does that even mean?
1: I don't even know what that means. I have no idea. Well, and the other the other thing too is is it it needs to be noted that like you know the 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 police forces across the United States are not they're not condoning this. They're actually coming out against it. Several police chiefs have come out and said this was absolutely you know murder, and they they this is not part of the training, and this should not have been done that way. And so several of you know several police chiefs have come out against what happened in Minneapolis. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. I'm starting to see the videos now, too. Uh, I was watching CNN earlier today, and they had a video. I can't remember where it was, but they had freeways shut down, and people were walking on the freeways. And some guy in a semi-truck uh-huh. ended up getting through and was just hauling ass. And I think he might have ran some, uh-huh. at least one person over. But they ended up pulling that guy out of the truck and... I, he's in the hospital now, you know, uh, fuck
1: 12 means uh, fuck the police.
0: Fuck 12 means fuck the police. Okay. Uh,
1: according to urban dictionary. Urban so.
3: dictionary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe we should have put that on
1: the, on the marquee. Right. You know, like, uh, right. wow. <laughs> and then they may, they may not protect your, your, your building. Yeah, they're they're going to let it burn. <laughs> I'm sure they know what it means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um, yeah, man, just crazy. Just absolute insanity. Um, if you guys are going out tonight, um, go out with the right intentions. You know, yeah. you don't have to. Uh, you don't have to uh, go out and cause chaos. I mean, it's okay to be pissed. It's okay to have righteous anger. You know, I mean, I'm a Christian dude. I, I you know, everybody knows that about me. And it's okay to have righteous anger. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just how you respond is is what the deal is and and don't go
1: out and be a bunch of dickheads doing this and if you know if you're downtown and you automatic you have a hammer already yeah i mean you, you brought that from home apparently and i mean you know if you're going out like i get like there's a protest and you go out and it turns you know it turns you know aggressive but if you're like leaving the house with stuff to smash and blow things up i mean you know you're up to no good uh yeah. I saw that. Like, uh, that was awesome. And he was also, it needs to be known that uh John bones Jones and, uh, Greg Jackson, all of those guys, uh, were downtown today, helping, uh, clean up and helping, uh, board up all the windows and stuff for the places that got their windows smashed out. So,
0: yeah, was I was actually, cool. uh, <clears throat> I was going to try to catch him down there and, uh, I, I, um, I was talking to a friend of his right before we started mm-hmm. and I sent him a link to, to text to John just to see if he'll pop on. We'll see if he pops on. I don't know if he will, but you
1: imagine, you imagine like, it's funny. Cause like, if you watch that footage, he's like, he's like, give me that spray paint. <laughs> and he takes it from the guy. And he's like, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you imagine if that guy would have swung at it. Oh my God. Yeah. Well,
0: there are a couple of guys that were down there. So there's another guy that I know. Um, I, I actually got a call from a, a buddy of mine. He's a, a bare knuckle fighter. And a former UFC guy, and he's actually downtown right now. And he called me and he's with another guy who's like a very well-trained mixed martial artist. And uh, he's a coach. He's a, he's a a coach. He coaches like guys in the UFC. And, uh, and they called me right before we started the show. And he's like, Hey, do you want us to board up your windows? And I was like, well, if you're boarding them up, I'm not going to say no you know yeah. and they were actually because one of the guys lives down he lives downtown as well he he actually lives in some of those condos on central okay and uh and he was down like you know hey you need to think about this before you do that i guess somebody had um he was with he said he was with himself and his two neighbors who are both former military guys Jeez. and they said somebody had one of the um you know like the bed rails where your like box spring sits in they had one of those And they were about to put it through a window. And uh, I guess his neighbor's like 6'5", 250 pounds. And
1: he was like, you should probably really rethink what you're about to do in front of me. (laughs) Well, that's the one thing about Albuquerque. It's like, you know, you can get all boozed up and stuff and, you know, get all aggressive. But in this town, you got to really worry about that because you don't know who someone is, you know. And you you start spouting off to somebody. Next thing you know, you you know, you're, you're knocked out on the sidewalk or choked out on the sidewalk. You don't know. You,
0: so, you're, ch- you're choked out peeing yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah somebody friends, somebody
0: but. somebody's sending you a little shout out here. Albert is. He's, he's
1: yeah, friend he's Glad to see you here. He's a big fan of you guys of you, of you guys. Well, yeah. you mean
0: you? What? He's no no. He's your guy. You,
1: he loves buck he loves bucking decks. He's a big fan of you guys. Oh, I oh told okay. him I knew you and he didn't believe me, so I guess he does now. <laughs>
0: Yes, we are. We are friends. I have a feeling we're probably distantly related since we have the same right. last name. We have name. the same
1: last name. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs>
2: um,
0: Sean Stro. I don't know who Sean Stro is. Uh, Zemke sent me something, said Sean Stroh. I'm not really oh, sure who that is. I don't know. So um, did you see that this other, uh, uh, so the medical examiner did uh, an autopsy on George Floyd and uh, the and, independent one? Yeah. And then there was an independent one that yeah. was done, and uh, the independent w- guy said that he definitely died of asphyxiation. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm not it's sure how good. two people could have such totally different, um, yeah, totally different uh, autopsy reports, especially
1: like coming from doctors. I don't really Doesn't believe. You don't really think anybody believed the first one, really? They were like, "Yeah, he had a preexisting condition." Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he was trying to tag somebody so that they, they the Sean Stro. He was trying to tag his friends, so that's what happened. Okay. Oh, I just got another text message. Somebody else is going to hop on us with this
0: okay. here in just one second. Cool. Uh,
1: I thought that was interesting though, because I mean, you know, the family paid for the the second autopsy. You know, it's like oh, uh uh-huh. And I was right. like, well, we're going to see how this comes out. And lo and behold, wow, it sounds like it's about to come down outside.
0: Yeah, dude, it was looking pretty nasty in my house. I guess it's already raining. Uh, we, have, we have a leak at the El Rey. and oh, okay. uh, <laughs> It's a pretty good leak. We're putting a new roof on there uh, next week. On Monday, we start the new roof, but that's...
1: Uh... <laughs> uh, so you're going you're gonna to put a new roof on the El Rey, yeah. but not on, the, not on the bar that has no roof. No, bro. So we're actually, with Inside <laughs> Out, what we're doing
0: with Inside Out is we're going to put up... Uh, I ordered them today. We're putting up sunshades. Yeah. The sun sails. Yeah. And uh we're gonna have them at all different levels. It's gonna be very cool. So yeah. Yeah. Uh joining us right now, former sheriff Darren White, uh radio personality from ninety-six point three KOB FM. How are you, Darren White?
4: I'm good, man. What do you know, brothers? No, Nothing,
0: not- man. Uh Darren White, meet Chris Burnett. He's hey, got a podcast here in town called Ten Drink Minimum, and he's been podcasting since before Adam Corolla started podcasting. Correct, so yeah. he's old school like us. Yeah. Uh-oh. we we just lost your uh, audio, Darren. Um can you hear me now? Oh there yeah. we go. Now well, we're good. <clears throat> so, Darren, what's your take on this as a former uh as a former law enforcement officer? Um, you know, a couple of questions. Do you think that this is going to resurface tonight? Do you think Albuquerque, do you think the police department handled things properly last night? Did they get there too late? Um just kind of give us your thoughts on this whole situation. And then we'll just talk about George Floyd a little
4: bit as well. Sure. Um, and, and I don't know this, uh, this is an inside information, but I think one thing that might have happened was the, um, the department and especially the, emerg- the ERT, emergency response teams, I think they were out all day with the protesters uh, who were peacefully protesting, uh, which I feel is just critically important. And that wrapped up around 10, 10, 30. And I'm sure at that point, uh, many of the teams that were out there uh, really not doing anything but but observing, ensuring that everyone was safe. I think they felt probably like everything was okay and deactivated. And then, of course, the the stragglers, a small group of agitators, Uh, My understanding, it started at about 1130 at the NYPD, uh, the pizza place downtown. Somebody threw a brick through the window that started it, caused a chain reaction. And a small group of people did a considerable amount of damage. Um, You know, by the time those uh, units were redeployed, you know, they had pretty much unabated access for just complete destruction. And it's heartbreaking to watch it especially given that what these businesses have gone through with covid-19 only to have to uh you know you uh, buck you know Carrie Phyllis yourself um you know we know a lot of the business owners down there it breaks your heart to see that um but it also pisses me off because there is a, an important message what what when after George Floyd was murdered when he was murdered Yeah. A lot of there was there was people were unified. Everybody understood. Uh, And I'm talking about, you know, just not the protesters, but many people that I know in law enforcement, chiefs of police from across the country were outraged and realized we have to have a discussion. We need to this. This cannot continue to happen. And then the riots started and the message gets lost because yeah. so many people who you know that um we, we, you know that have a voice a voice that should be heard gets lost in this mess a- and and it's just it it really it's what what i what we saw last night and what we've seen across the country is awful and we need to do what we can to stop it um because it you know i i I listened to george floyd's brother today And he said something that I thought was very powerful. He said, if my family isn't out there doing this, what the hell are you doing?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point.
4: And and, and, you know that this is not, this is not how we honor his life and, 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 and and what needs to be done. And so it's real important. And as I said, I, I was saddened by I, I I felt like the thing the mayor should have done though is even though he recognized that there may be more problems, is I, I would have liked to have at least seen downtown uh Buck was at least a, a curfew. Um yeah, you know, I I there, <clears throat> right now nobody needs to be downtown. Uh isn't is central
1: fact, shut off? I think central shut down. Say I mean. again. I think central itself, like downtown central, like. Uh, the downtown, you can't go down there. They have it locked down from what I understand.
4: Is it just for traffic though? But can pedestrians walk in?
1: They said, uh, uh, if you, if you're a, uh, if you live in the area or you're a business owner.
4: Okay. Well, and then that to me is, that's a curfew, I guess, without saying it's a curfew. Uh, and that's important. And, you know, the question about the national guard, um, you know, it, it, it should always be a last resort when we use our military, um. And so uh, I give the mayor the, the, uh, I gave him some leeway on that, you know, we should allow the police department um, the flexibility to try to address it. Um, But it's just so it's, it really is maddening. Um, You know, that was a, that was that protest yesterday. Everything that I watched, you know, it, it was, it, it was a peaceful protest People voicing their outrage over an innocent man who was murdered at the hands of a police officer and while well, three other police officers watched and did nothing
0: so Darren, talk to us a little bit about um <clears throat> talk to us a little bit about procedure stuff as far as the police are concerned because i obviously. Uh, we don't know what happened leading up to them making contact with, with George Floyd. I, I, at least I don't think so. Um, you know, all I could see was when they got him in handcuffs, they, they pulled him out of his car. He, it seemed like he cooperated while he was walking over with them while he was handcuffed. Um, you know, is there any procedure that would like warrant what, what they, what they did? Because I mean, just common sense tells you, you know, if you, if you, if you take a 200 pound man or however much this cop weighs, you know, we'll just say he's probably an average size, you know, middle-aged man, probably 200, 210 pounds, you know, with his knee in this guy's neck or throat or whatever. I mean, the chances of stopping, you know, cutting off the carotid artery and, and killing him is very likely. Is there anything in police procedure that even allows anything like that?
4: No. and And honestly, Buck, it's, you know I, I got into police work 35 years ago, and there there was a time when uh, the chokehold was used mm-hmm. a- and the term that they used was you know we would put them to sleep uh, right well, uh, the problem with that is that they they too many people were put to sleep permanently, and it, it is something that in law enforcement, any law reasonable law enforcement officer knows. You can't do that.
2: right? Um,
4: and if you look at the way uh, that George Floyd was on the ground and the way that his knee was uh, in his neck, um, you know, and and for, for nine minutes and for two minutes and 45 seconds of it, he was unconscious. And what's the difference of me, uh, to put it in perspective, at that particular point with all of his weight, what's the difference of me putting my knee down into his neck taking his breath away and me taking my two hands and putting them around his neck. It it will be a little quicker with my hands, but the result is going to be the same. You are going to kill the man. Yeah. And there isn't a cop in this country that knows that, that you cannot do that. That's why I said, I've heard some people are trying to say, well, you know, that's a technique. And it's like, no, you know, maybe 40, 50 years ago, you know, at 40, 50 years ago, you know they did a lot of things different in law enforcement right you know they all they also had, they also had throw down guns yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean it's the the, the 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 profession has changed, and officers know that's why so many officers are so upset about it uh because yeah. there's this, there is no question what happened the uh, this is not a people are saying well it's you know is that a procedural violation it's like no it's murder. <laughs> see, it, yeah. it, you, you you killed this man yeah. and you you and you can't tell me he didn't know uh that and especially you know my my understanding is that they they basically the EMTs had to move him off of him so that wow. they could get to him
0: well, you see and that's the thing that's the thing that just really i I think is really I mean the whole thing is just fucking disturbing but this the fact that you have somebody in handcuffs and I mean, I understand if somebody's if their appendages are free, you know, they've got their hands and they've got their feet, and they're being unruly. You know, you're going to do what you can to subdue them. But I mean, this guy was in handcuffs, right?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I never once witnessed him doing anything that could even be remotely considered resisting or uh, or anything. The, why, what do the, why do
1: you think the other officers know? just watched?
4: Oh, uh, you know what? And the other one thing, and I say this all the time, uh, you know, the hardest part about it is, you know, when you ask a cop, when you ask a cop, uh, I don't care if it's a small department or a large department, they know that they're they know the officers who are a little heavy handed. Okay. Uh, and 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 every department, you know, well, I shouldn't say every department, but departments have that, and especially in the large departments. But what just took me and struck me was that. You know that you have this 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 man literally killing this guy, mm-hmm. and nobody inter- nobody walked over to him and said, "Dude, get off of him." You know, are right. you even whispered in his ear, "Dude, you're gonna kill him"? Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's an old there's every time I spoke to an academy, there was something I would say to them, is that you have to realize that silence and integrity are not the same thing. Right. And, and 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 you know, uh this this even goes this even goes beyond that. I think any reasonable person who was sitting there watching that would have jumped on that guy and pulled him off and said, dude, what get off of him. You're killing him. Yeah. And nobody did anything. Yeah,
0: nobody they're did. definitely they definitely they are complacent in in his death for sure as well you know i mean they they have as much of a part because it's like you're saying you know silence and integrity are not the same thing uh, and i and mean th- i understand i understand that i i <clears throat> i get the rules you know and it's like you're you're not supposed to rat on your friends and you're supposed to have each other's backs i mean especially when you're in the arms when you're in the arms industry and that's what police officers are it, it's it's the arms industry you know mm-hmm. you guys are armed and you have to deal with a lot of times the the wor- the dregs of society you yep. know and i understand that these people have to have a mentality where they have to like watch out for each other and they have to take care of each other uh but i mean there has to come a point where humanity has to has to uh has to come into play and and remember that every we're all just we're people we're we're meat sacks man we're all the same we all put our fucking pants on the same as everybody, you know, one leg at a time. We're all just people and we're all just trying to, we're traveling on this rock, you know, spinning around at 30,000 miles an hour through the universe. And, and we're all just the same. Nobody's better than anybody else, no. you know? And and, and, and,
4: and the hardest part buck is 99% of the cops are good cops. Yeah. Do a good job. You know, when I went, when I was a Houston cop, uh, and this is the thing that just makes this so difficult. <clears throat> the, the, our, the recruiting motto was the badge means you care. And that's right. how they brought people in you know, and said, yeah. You know, and, and for, for all many of the officers out there that I know that are out there on these streets every day. And believe me, they put their lives on the line every day that, that, that means something when, when they go to work at night, but they also know now that for, because of what happened, the, the, the trust And the confidence that the public has in every police officer has been jeopardized. Yeah, and for many people, they look at that and say that's just a catchy slogan. And and that's and and regaining that trust and that confidence, it's gonna it's gonna take some time. But the first thing that has to happen is uh, there has to be justice for this family. Uh, There there has to be justice for George Floyd. Uh, I think you know many. It's very we all know. It's very difficult to get a jury to convict cops. Yeah. yeah. They give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, in many cases, that I have even went, wow, okay, you know, that was heard by a jury. Yeah. Uh, but in this particular case, um, you know, th- 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 this uh, former officer, I hate to even say officer, but former officer, um, you know, I, I-, I hopefully that uh, the justice is swift um, and it's just.
0: Yeah. 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 I think, I, I think it will be, I hope. Good, Chris. Well,
1: if, if it's not, I mean, you know, you know, what's going to happen if they, if they find them not guilty, it's not going to be good. You know, last time that happened, right. well, it wasn't good. I mean, I remember when I was a kid in the, you know, the Rodney King, you know, when those, when they were all found innocent, uh, who, yeah. and, and that that seems now nothing compared to what we're looking at right now.
4: Yeah, Chris, you're absolutely right. Uh, look, I I imagine with the charges that he's facing. And remember, I mean, people are upset. They're saying it's third degree, um, you know, murder and manslaughter. I think some of that is a, is, is a response to the officers who have been acquitted in the past. I mm-hmm. think the prosecutors are trying to be very cautious to make sure the charges that they bring um, are solid. Uh, you know, you always say you never say a case is a slam dunk. And I know prosecutors with cases with law enforcement officers will tell you, tell, tell you that even more. But I think it's, uh, I, I, I absolutely think it's critical that, you know, as I said, I, I, I wouldn't even be surprised.
1: Nope. Lost him.
4: I think we lost Darren. Hold on. He's
0: got the black screen. Screen of death. It's no, the no. new blue screen of death. Yeah, right. <clears throat> Darren, oh. we
1: lost you. Yeah. All right. That sucks. I mean, that, that was really insightful. I mean, it, it, interesting to hear from someone who was in the profession for, you know, so long. That was really, oh, yeah. I wanted to ask him about the yeah. agitated. Oh, he's coming back.
0: He's back. There he is.
1: There you are.
4: Uh, the magic Sorry, buddy. of the internet machine. <laughs> uh, the magic box. Yeah. <laughs> so I do. I, I, I hope it's Swift. I hope it's just. Um, and I think what is very important is that these distractions that we've had, there has to be a dialogue in our country. Uh, everyone has to have confidence in the police department, everyone. Um, and if if we continue to have situations like this uh, consume the national dialogue, Law enforcement will not be able to recover from it. And and it's not supposed to be that way. Regardless, I can sit here and tell you all day that 99% of the cops are good cops. And I truly believe that. Uh, Well, you know, it's, it, unfortunately, this is another situation where uh, because of the actions of this guy and the other thing too, that just, you you don't understand. How did this guy have 18 complaints against him (laughs) and and, and still wear a badge? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I
0: think you probably have, uh, you know, I'm sure they probably have some type of police union there. And, you know, I mean, once you get involved in a union, it's kind of hard to you got you, it, it turns very political. Right.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. And, and look, everybody gets due process. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's not to say that, you know, 18 complaints against him that they were all sustained uh, because, you know, the, some of them, they, you know, for whatever reason. But, you know, uh, we actually have early warning mechanisms in place. Uh, And and this is a a contemporary law enforcement agency. This is a, uh, you know, in a major New York uh, American city. And I know they have early warning. And so what that means is if somebody gets, you know, three to five complaints in a period of time, it flags them. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, this guy should have had more flags than Mount Everest. I mean, come on! I mean, it's just um, you know how somebody could have that many complaints and still be working. I think will be also a big part of the discussion. Is yeah, because that it. yeah, uh, Come on.
1: Yeah, Chris had a question for you, Darren. Actually, I have yeah. two. I have two now. You actually gave me another one. So when a when an officer is fired from uh, from one uh, uh, you know like from a city and they come and like try to get a job, say here, do you guys see that? Is there is that in their background? Is there
4: some way to look that up chris that is a great question because again years ago that was a pretty common practice that uh officers who were seen to be troublemakers mm-hmm. uh right before that they they were facing any severe punishment they resigned yeah and they would just end up in other departments and new mexico if for one has done a very good job uh the law enforcement academy board in, in New Mexico reviews, uh, most disciplinary action, whether the person resigns or what, what, regardless, uh, uh, of the outcome at the, at the department level and what they're capable of doing is the department may rule one way on a disciplinary matter. Well, the law enforcement Academy board may investigate it and, and, and suspend them or even revoke their licenses. Okay. And so, and I, and that is something that is happening across the country. I can't obviously speak for Minnesota. Uh, but that is a, that, that absolutely did happen. Officers would shop around, but the big thing was before they left, they would resign and most departments were comfortable with that. So they didn't have to deal with, you know, the appeal process and all that. And so they're just like, fine, he's out of our hair. And then they would end up in other departments and they take their troubles with them.
1: Yeah. Uh, another question I had is you said earlier the word agitator, And I was listening to the, you know, cause you, you know, we have technology now you can download the police scanner. Cause I live downtown and I fled last night and I was trying to listen to hear, you know, maybe if, you know, there was a fire next to my house, or not. And they kept, you know, they kept using that word as well. Is that like just a word that you guys use? Is it like an official word? And do you feel like that the the agitators were different from the protesters?
4: Oh, 100%. Yeah. Because again, we, um, hell, I was a protester. I -hmm. protested many times in my life. I'm, I consider myself, you know, somewhat of a political activist. And so regardless of what it was, I I, I have protested in my life. I didn't consider myself an agitator. Um, but what we, what we try to do is that we we want to respect the people's right to protest peacefully mm-hmm. and, and protect them. Because, again, remember, sometimes you get kind of the dueling, uh, you know, the, the uh, causes, and, and that can cause problems, too. And so you, you have a presence. You don't want it to be, uh, you don't want to, you you don't want to overdo it. Um, but yeah. And then what you do is you look in the crowd and you, you, and, and you try to pick out, uh, some of the folks that you see, you know, they're, they're, they're there for different reasons, ulterior motives. And so you'll, you'll may look at a particular person, you know, like obviously like the people went downtown and started throwing rocks, and, and, and I would also say some of the people who were um, also started with the graffiti. Um, I mean, that, that's an agitator. That's not a person that is there trying to have their voice heard. You know, something that is the foundation of what our country is all about, being able to go to the public square uh, and standing on the box and screaming at the top of your lungs uh, that, um, you know, you, you're, you're pissed off at your government. And that's a freedom we enjoy that a lot of countries don't. And so but yet you want you, you want people to be safe and you want to try to avoid what, uh, what happened last night. Yeah. So agitator is a word that we use in law enforcement because, um, you know, a- again, it's usually a very small group of people. But, Chris, the problem with it is they have the ability to take some of the other folks who are there, get them worked up enough right. to do things yeah. that they wouldn't normally do. Mom and and so that's why you try to isolate them and move them aside and get them out.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Darren, what do you think? I mean, obviously this is a, a systemic problem that is not, it, it's everywhere in the United States. It, it's a huge problem. What is the first step that you think in in your opinion, I mean, you like, you know, you're a law guy for 35 years. What's the first step on, uh, on stopping this type of, this type of, I mean, just call it what, just call it what it is. It's like an abuse of power. Um, how, how do we, how do we, how do we deal with this? How do we deal with this on a local level? How do you deal with it on a national level?
4: I mean, what, what do we do? Well, I, and I don't want to speak to the situation in Minnesota because, um, the one thing I don't want anybody to think that this was a lack of training. This was not a lapse in judgment. Uh, this was, uh, this, this was just, murder. Uh, there's no other way to say it. Um, but, uh, you know, Buck, I want to tell you, when I was a rookie cop in Houston, and, and it was the first time I really had been working by myself, most of the time we're two-man units. And I arrested a man, uh, uh, an African-American. And um, I, I would say at the time he was older, but He was probably in his mid-50s, which now I consider... So he's your age. He's a young man. (laughs) But um, I arrested him for a a warrant. And it wasn't anything big. And so I put him in my car. And uh, as I was taking him downtown, he said to me... Now, mind, mind you, this is 1986. He asked me if I would give him his beating now. And I said, what? He said would you mind giving me my beating here and now? And and I said, why would I do that? And he said, well, I don't want to go to the jail uh, without being beat up a little bit because, you know, there's a whole bunch of them and and the beating that you'll get is worse. Now I want you to tell you, I I believe the man when he said, why would the hell, why the hell would anybody say, take him out of his car and knock the the hell out of him? I told him, I said, nobody's going to do that to you. No, that's not going to happen. And I said, I-, I will take you and I'll walk you through the jail. Cause it was, a, it was a dumb charge, but you know, a- a- as a young cop and you, you're, you know, you're you, you, I, like most young cops, you're, you know, that badge sometimes is as big as a dinner plate on you. Uh, it just made me realize that again, I was a cop in 1986, but if you think about it, so as a young man, in his 20s, it's 1955, it's yeah.
3: 1965 Yeah,
4: in, the, in, a, in a southern state, in a southern city. And that's probably real. It was absolutely yeah. real. And it, it yeah. reminded me right then and there that, you know, wow, this was part of the culture. Now, if you'd asked me then if 35 years, 34 years later, we'd still be dealing with some of that, I'd have said no. I didn't think so. But we are. So it means, yes, we have to do a, it starts with recruiting. Yeah. We have to do a better job of making sure that some of these people don't make it on the department to begin with. And I will tell you, that's much easier said than done. And there has to be training. There absolutely has to be training. There also has to be consequences. And and as I said, these early warning systems help, but you know, for people, you kind of know early on in somebody's career, um, the type of cop they're going to be. Yeah. And and, and so, um, and then most importantly, there has to be justice for the, for the people like George Floyd and the others. We can't continue to have, as I said, we always say that police officers are held to a higher standard. It's not necessarily the case when it comes to the courts. And as I said, I, 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 like, you know, I, I, I respect our system of due process. But I think part of it is is that, you know, people look at police officers and they see they give them the benefit of the doubt because they know this is a difficult job, and sometimes, and, and as we have seen, they get acquitted. Yeah. Uh, but this only furthers the deterioration of trust and our ability to keep our community safe. Because let me tell you, if, if you know, I've seen these signs that say. You know, abolish the police. Um, that that has been a very common theme the last few days. Well, I shudder to think what our communities would be without cops. But I also understand that if we don't see some changes, um, there will people that while we won't abolish the police, the perception will be, well, who gives a damn anyway? I'll just do what I need to do, and yeah. and, and 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 that and that frightens me. I don't want to be in a community like that.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> Looking at this on a national level, I mean, it, when you, when you kind of step back and you look at this from like 30,000 feet on a national scale, do you think that um, – is the president doing what he should be doing right now? He needs now to shut the far? hell up. That's okay. what he
4: needs to do. He needs to shut the hell up. We need leadership yeah. that is calming. Uh, yeah. you know, part of this is, as I said, just like with COVID nineteen, part of this is that this isn't an election year, and I'm sorry, I, I I am a Republican, um, and um and I consider myself a conservative, but the president, um, just is incapable of understanding the power that he has with the w- with his office. He thinks that his office is only designed. To cater to his base. And he forgets about the other 60%, and I would argue 62, 63% of Americans who are looking for a president to stand up and be a calming voice and a reassuring voice. And, and he is just wholly incapable of doing that. And I watched this deal tonight um, where you know he wanted to, to do this press op- opportunity at the church across the street from the White House. And so the protesters were moved who were peacefully protesting. Uh, They were forcibly moved and they were gassed and
0: And shot with rubber bullets.
4: And so the president could go up and hold the Bible up, which I will tell you is prop for that man. Yeah. Uh, You know, I'm sorry. It's just, yeah, I,
0: I, I, I'm a Christian dude. And I've never thought that that guy was a Christian guy. I mean, anybody who calls second Corinthians, two Corinthians just doesn't have it right. So
4: but but I, and it's heartbreaking. It is. It, it, it's um, it's now more than ever that we need somebody uh, to be reassuring. And it seems to me like the the president's the the, the sole objective is, well, can I just be this, you know, big? <clears throat> it does make me laugh that the guy that, you know, the draft dodger that uh, drafted uh, dodged the, the Vietnam War because he had bone spurs. Now is supposed to be this high and mighty you know uh, tough guy um, yeah, nah. and, and but but that aside, you know I, I, I look at a lot of leaders, and I think you know one of my heroes is George W. Bush, uh, somebody I was proud to call my friend and still proud to call my friend. And I think about 9/11, and I think about the how he immediately made sure he used the bully pulpit to ensure that Muslim Americans and Muslims, just Muslims. There are our brothers and our sisters, and we can't lash out at them because the actions of terrorists. Yeah, that's the common reassuring voice that we needed at the time. He was also, if you remember, you know, remember the where he's up on the uh, on the mound at, uh, at 9-11 and he said, you know, I hear you. The American people hear you. And soon the people that did this to us will be hearing us. That is the president saying the people who were responsible for that would be held accountable. And we wanted that. But yeah. at the same time, he was a calming and reassuring voice that we can't lash out at people and we can't hurt people simply because they're, they're, they're Muslim. Yeah. And this guy, I, I, I just, he doesn't get it. He's not, he's not equipped for it. He's just he's, not.
0: Yeah. It seems to me that, um, <clears throat> it seems to me that he's very heavy handed in almost every approach that he has. Like he doesn't understand, um, you know, he talks about negotiation and being like this expert negotiator and I've done these deals and I'm going to make a great trade deal and this and that, and it's going to be fantastic. And, you know, it's like, I don't think he really is because if he truly was, you know, I mean, and I'm not tooting my horn, but one of the things that I've learned in real estate when you're negotiating deals it doesn't have to be zero sum, you know, there doesn't have to be a winner and there doesn't have to be a loser, you know? And that seems to be the way he operates. You know, it's like, it's gotta be his way or no way at all. And he's very heavy handed about it. And, and I mean, especially with what's happening right now, just around the country, he's just, he's like, okay, I'm just going to threaten you guys. You know, it's like bad parenting. I'm just going to threaten you. And hopefully you'll listen to that. And that's going to make everything better. And all he's doing is stirring the pot. Which, yeah.
1: which, which, which puts citizens in danger, which puts law enforcement in danger, which puts emergency people in danger.
4: All of it. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't make comments, you know, like when the looting starts, the shooting starts. I mean, that's just that is so beyond the pale. You know, it's so funny that he did not know that that was a Miami chief of police, a racist who use those comments uh, to stoke uh, fear in the hearts of African-Americans during uh, our racial conflict. Um, I'm not surprised by that because I don't think the man reads very much, Um, but somebody said it to him. (laughs) um, uh, Archie and Jughead doesn't count President Trump. I'm uh, sorry. But somebody said it to him and he thought it was catchy, you know, and so he repeated it. Uh, And then using the the comment that the protesters that didn't, you know, if they would have breached those walls at the White House, quote, vicious dogs, you know, and the connotation of what that means to African-Americans during the civil rights uh, uprising. See, he just doesn't get it. And as I said, you know, we need we need a president in in, uh, we need a president in times like this that can be a calming reassuring voice look there are people right now just like you said Chris you left your, you left your home you know yeah. They're, they're, yeah people are concerned and they're worried um you know we can't you want to turn the TV on and uh you know it's the president saying that you know the the military is going to be marching through your streets to restore nobody wants that no. nobody wants any of that mm-hmm. you know what they you know the other thing I, I also tell people is that you know I just I don't, I want a president. I, maybe it's because I'm a limited government guy, but I, I don't want the, pre, the president of the United States, Republican or Democrat, in my life every five minutes. I don't want to hear from him for sometimes a week or two at a time. I'm yeah. exhausted by <laughs> this just constant, You know, it's like, you know, 40, 50 times on Twitter a day. And I'll tell you, honestly, I think that's going to be a problem for him in November because I think there's a fatigue to all of this, you know, just the, 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 the constant venom, the constant poison. Uh, And on both sides. I mean, let me just say it's on both sides. Sure. But I think people just want, I I think they want things to go back uh, to a little bit of more calm. And, and, and again, I think we're, if I don't hear from my president for a week or two, I'm going to be okay with that. Yeah. I, th- I think what you're trying to say is is you want a little more
1: class. Um oh. like as a kid, when I was a kid, you know the president got on TV to speak, you watched it. And it was yeah. important. Yeah. And now it's like they're like, "Oh, he's going to be on TV." I'm like, "I'll I'll hear it later on the 40,000 media outlets that, you know, I'm going to hear it on."
4: Exactly, Chris. I I and I think actually uh, there's a lot of Republicans that feel that way. I know the party, there's a, uh, he does enjoy tremendous support among Republicans, but I think there's a lot of Republicans who are starting to go, come on, man, you know, geez, I, I just, you know, everything doesn't have to be a bare knuckle fight. Uh, we, we, we should, and it's not good for, for our Republic. Um, it is not good for the institutions of government and, um, and, and it's, and it's, the wedge is so far, and, and this is part of it. As I'm sitting here, it's it's on behind me. Uh, it is part of it, and and I'm not. I would not. I don't like to blame the actions of irresponsible uh, criminals on other people, but he's not doing anything to, to to stem what's going on or provide that hope and confidence that we need. You know, I want one thing I always felt, uh, and I, and you know, Buck knows this. I, um, you know, I have have Ronald Reagan's signature tattooed on my ankle. He's my hero, one of my heroes as well. (laughs) And, you know, he did a commercial uh, in, in 1984, and it was called Morning in America. And it's a very successful campaign commercial because it made people feel good about being Americans. And and, and it, it was a reminder that the one thing that's important and one thing I, I want my president to make me feel like tomorrow is going to be a better day. And President Trump never does that. And I miss that. And I think a lot of people miss that.
1: What's going to be on fire tomorrow is how I feel. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Ooh, God. It's, yo, you, you do, Chris, you wake up, right? You wake up every morning and go, oh, it's just going to be an absolute shit show.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, I think um, I think one of the interesting things is that <clears throat> I believe that before COVID-19, this election was Donald Trump's to lose, meaning that I think he was probably positioned very well to win. And I'm, I'm no I'm no political analyst or, you know, this is this is just this is just a layman looking at things the way that they, you know, I've been around this earth for damn near 50 years. And just as a layman looking at everything, I think the election was probably his to lose. I think he was going to win. I don't think anybody that was going, that was going to come up against him was going to be able to take him out of office. And I think that just with these past, I mean, what's it been two and a half, three months in the past three months, the two situations where he's truly been tested with COVID-19 and now his reaction to George Floyd has truly, he's kind of shown his ass a little bit at this yeah. point as far yeah. as like his his leadership style and skills and if it's going to work. And I think, honestly, this is probably going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back that's going to cost him the election. I do.
4: I've always felt like... Uh, A year ago, even a year ago, I always felt anytime the president runs for re-election, it's always a referendum, especially with Donald Trump. It was a referendum on Donald Trump. Right. But I think there was a little bit of a change in that when Bernie Sanders was gaining a lot of traction and we started having a dialogue in this country about socialism. Mm -hmm. And I felt that's why the president and his campaign were smart enough to realize that Bernie Sanders was definitely the candidate they wanted to run against. Right. And that so that they could make the election a referendum on socialism. Mm-hmm. And then once Biden won, it became and I agree with you, Buck, it it, it it returned to a referendum on Trump. And it is definitely a referendum on Trump. I also think it, it, and, and understanding politics, the reason why you're going to see Senate Democrats really peel away from him in the next few months. Because if the president does, if he underperforms, there is a very high likelihood that the Senate will flip from Republican to Democrat. And so I would say to you, especially after this ridiculous stunt and using the Bible as a prop, oh my God, use the Bible as a prop. You're going to start seeing Republicans who have been stalwart 100% behind him start to peel off and 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 publicly criticizing him may even start seeing some of it tomorrow and 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 here's the thing it's it's not on principle it's on their ass they're trying to save their ass yeah and so they know that uh the only way that they're going to be able to protect and that's what politics is anymore republican and democrat it's all about winning i Mm -hmm. I, I don't think it's so much about helping the american people as it is winning and being in power but you i'm telling you i think in the next few days. You'll see more Republicans who have been by his side for the last three and a half years start to peel off because the real look, if they think that the polls look like the the White House is gone, the next thing they have to worry about is the Senate. Right. And if they lose the Senate, then Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about what about adding to the the Bible thing, the stunt where
1: Twitter is Throwing up fact checks, and he throws a tantrum, and he's like, "I'm going to do an executive order that's going to, you know, that to me just looked like a, a tantrum, like it, 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 was just like a child that was angry that, you know, he, you know, he took his toy, and now he's going to, you know, change the rules so you can't do that anymore. That's all it looked I, like. Yeah,
4: it, it, Chris, he, um, and I think it's interesting because he, you know, he refers to to what he calls, you know, the libs as cupcakes and snowflakes and all of that, but he's got the thinnest skin. Uh, of any politician, uh, you know, that, that I've seen in in recent years. Um, And so, yeah, I wasn't surprised by it. Um, You know, it was, look, they they literally put a button on his tweet. It's not like they pulled it down. They put a little button on his tweet that said, yeah, if you want to really check the facts about uh, voting by mail, it's, it's not replete with fraud. Um, And so, but he lost his mind and yeah. You know, but it also but also but it's another thing too Chris uh again being and this is something that concerns me again being a limited government conservative <clears throat> um I worry about uh you know these institutions uh, and and what he's doing um because again like I said he gets you say one thing about him negative and the man is literally like uh, he at one <laughs> point he said in between, his mind, yeah yeah he said we're gonna shut Twitter down yeah. A, a private business? No. Yeah. The it's president so cool. of the United States is going to shut down a private business. Right. No, you're not.
0: Well, that shows you, and that's that was, you know, just kind of speaking about that. That was one of the things that I was like really, really like uh I, I don't want to say concerned about because I know he can't do it, but it just shows you his mindset and it's yeah. it it almost kind of it borders on tyrannical a little bit as far as like the way he thinks <laughs> he's like, oh. I'm the fucking president of the United States. I'll, I'll yeah. close Twitter down. You know, and it's like, come on, man.
4: You can't close Twitter so, down. I think sometimes he forgets. Yeah. The First Amendment is about, it, it literally is our right to free speech. And, and, and it is there to protect us from the government's control of our trees
0: well apparently he's he-man and he's living on Crass, in it's castle
4: grayskull and and it's
0: it's his way or the highway
4: <laughs> but you know what blows me away is that, that it that so many of these folks you know that i've known for years and years uh you know in the party that will just they no matter what he does they will just uh, excuse this behavior and and i will tell you if it was a democrat doing it they would literally be setting themselves on fire Uh, But because it's Donald Trump, you know, I it's 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 really it's something that I I, I scratch my head so hard. Sometimes it bleeds because I don't understand it because it really, you know, uh, you know, I I had gotten this argument with somebody about they say, oh, Darren, all you ever do is bring up the deficit. You know, that's your biggest criticism. Criticism is the, the debt and the deficit. And I was like, wow, you don't get it. We are limited government conservatives. That's the one thing when we say we're Republicans and we think of principles first. That is the one thing, because not everybody is pro-life, you know, I mean, in in the Republican Party. But that was the one thing that we coalesced around, right? That we were supposed to be fiscally responsible and and we supported limited government. And I had to explain to this person that, you know, by every time we increase the debt and the deficit... (laughs) <laughs> you forget that we make government bigger. Yeah. And isn't that the basis of what really we coalesce around? And, but no, because Donald Trump did it. It's okay. And yeah. it really, I, I just, and I'm not that guy. I'm not, yeah. I, I, as I said, um, you know, I, I just, I'm not that guy. And, and, you know, and I, and I'm not just going to go, oh, well, he's a Republican and uh, he's the president and I support him. You know there's a story floating around today speaking of my my hero George W Bush. Um there's a story floating around today about whether W will endorse Biden.
1: Oh wow. Really? Yeah. That'd be shocking. Huh. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, well, I mean you know uh, Trump said, you know, I could, I could walk down what was it like 5th Avenue in New York and shoot somebody in the head and no one would do anything about it. And at the time we were like, yeah, that's crazy." And I don't think that's crazy anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, makes you think, doesn't it? And I, and I misquoted that completely, but no, no,
4: you did not. It's exactly and it was like I could shoot somebody. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I, my and my I think of my base would still support me. And yeah. There's a lot of there is a lot of truth to that. I, and I, I, you know, I, I I also jokingly say when you know people complain about me on the show about not being a Trump supporter, I tell him I was like, look, I, when he does something right and he does something good, I will say that he did something good. So unfortunately it gets overshadowed by a lot of the things that he says and he does on Twitter. But I said, you know, I guess what separates me is that, you know, I don't I I, I don't have that velvet painting of him over my bed wearing angel wings. Right. And that's really it it's it to me, it's that's it reserved almost, for Elvis. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, as it should be, by the <laughs> way. As it should be. But that's it, it very much is cult like in yeah. many ways.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. All right, guys. Well, I thank you so much both for your time. Chris, thanks for stepping in on short notice. Since Dex has uh, something going on with his throat, he's got some kind of funk. I think he's probably got the swine flu or something. I'm not sure
4: what it is. Dex, you mean – wait, no, Buck. Buck, maybe he got something from the mountain lion.
0: Maybe the mountain lion, maybe he was like <laughs> letting the mountain lion lick him in the mouth and he got Gross. mountain lion-itis or something.
4: <laughs> the story is going to be The, grow imagine, the
0: imagination, the imaginary mountain lion the that he bumped into in lion. the foothills. But I didn't have my phone to take a picture. Who doesn't <laughs> carry a phone with him these days? Right. Who doesn't carry a phone? We All right, guys. Him. Well, please hey, bother. yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time. Um, if you guys are watching this and you happen to be and you want to go out and protest, please, by all means, let your voice be heard. Amen. Um, but be be respectful and remember that everybody, we're all just people, man. We're all just speeding around the universe in this big rock, and and we're all just we're all just people. No, we're not better. I'm I'm not better than anybody. You know, nobody's better than me. We're all the same. We're the same. We're people just remember that and, and be kind to each other. And, and uh yeah, just don't go out and bust up a bunch of shit. You know, just, I, I, I don't know. I was just, I was really bummed out. You know, I, I see that we see this stuff on TV. I'll say this real quick before we hop off. <clears throat> typically we see this in different markets, you know, we don't really see this so much in Albuquerque, you know, like when the, the riots in LA happened, you know, you saw what was going on there and, and we've seen this, seen this around, around the country. And, and just to see it hit downtown in Albuquerque, you know, it's like the the stuff that people are targeting and, and, you know, Chris and I were talking about something kind of off the air, like he thinks that uh, they found somebody casing some places for tonight, like looking through windows and taking notes and, You know, so, um, you guys just be on the, on, on the lookout out there, man, and, and call the cops and, you know, don't, don't put yourself in harm's way, you know, but just, just be smart and, you know, golly, just, just don't be a bunch of assholes tonight. Well said, Buck. yeah, your neighbor. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Uh, again, thank you so much for, for being on the show today. And, uh, you know, again, thank you for Chris for hopping on right away. And and Darren, you're, Obviously, your your thoughts and opinions are always appreciated here. So thank you very much for for taking the time to hop on with us tonight. Thanks, man. All right. We'll see you guys. Bye, everybody.